life was being destroyed and you were going down and you were hell bound. And then Jesus came and he came into, he invaded the kingdom of darkness and he transferred us into the kingdom of God's dear son. Welcome to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire, author and founding senior pastor of the exciting Turning Point Church in Fort Worth, Texas. Pastor Jeff is known for his heartfelt and practical proclamation of the scriptures. We are so glad you joined us today. So stay tuned as Pastor Jeff teaches, encourages, and challenges you from the Word of God. Somebody once said, the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. Hi, and welcome to Life Talk. I'm Jeff Wickwire, and thank you for joining us. Today we're continuing our new series entitled, First. You know, when Jesus instructed his followers to seek first the kingdom of God, what did he mean by that? What is the kingdom of God? Is it heaven? Is it involving yourself in ministry? Or is it spending lots of time in prayer and the word of God? Well, we're going to answer that question today because how can you seek something when you're not sure what it is? I believe this is going to bless you and help you. So grab your Bible and follow along as I share the message, Seeking First the Kingdom of God. This is what I want you to put first if you're going to follow me. Christianity works best when you put Him first. And so I want us to read it together. It's only one verse. It's our key verse for this series. But what's the third word in that verse? So this is Jesus talking. Right smack in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount, here's what he says. Are you ready? Let's read it. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things. Stop. What's all the things? Food, clothing, shelter, all the things that the world is always worried about in giving their whole life to obtain, Jesus said, don't worry about it. He says, seek first the kingdom and all these things will be added to you as a side benefit for seeking the kingdom. Now, Jesus says, seek something first, the kingdom of God. He said, here's what I want you to put first, the kingdom of God. And last time we did talk about first things first. And we said the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. For every believer, there's a main thing, and that is the kingdom of God. The main thing is to keep the kingdom first, put God first. That's the main thing that we're to keep as the main thing. And so there's our priority from heaven above, our priority in life. That's to be our number one loyalty, our main thing, our top priority. That's it, the kingdom of God. Now, this might be sacrilegious to some of you, but not family, not yourself, not your job. All of those things should be subservient to and submitted to the kingdom of God. Now, here's the deal. When we talk about the kingdom of God, notice Jesus said, here's what I want you to seek first, the kingdom of God. Yet, if I were to come off this stage and walk up to any one of you and say, since we're to seek the kingdom of God first... Tell me your definition of the kingdom of God. What is it? How can I seek something I can't see? What is the kingdom of God? And many of you wouldn't have a clue as to how to define it. 
And yet Jesus said, put it first. So today in this message, I'm going to clarify for you what is the kingdom of God, what the kingdom of God is that we are to seek first above all else. Is the kingdom of God heaven? A lot of people think it is. Well, those two words, kingdom of heaven, kingdom of God, are used interchangeably in the Bible. But we, we're going to see in this message, the kingdom of heaven is a place. The kingdom of God is a condition. They are different, though they are used sometimes interchangeably. Does the kingdom of God mean simply the will of God for our lives? Does the kingdom of God mean ministry? Does it mean sharing the gospel? Does it mean building churches? Does it mean a personal change in my heart or in morals? Is that the kingdom of God? What is the kingdom of God? Well, it might interest you to know that the phrase kingdom of God in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John alone, the four gospels, you'll find that phrase 61 times. Jesus talked about it all the time, the kingdom of God. He used that phrase all the time, kingdom of God. In the New Testament as a whole, we find it 85 times. That phrase, kingdom of God. The kingdom of God was a very favorite top subject of the Lord Jesus Christ. Many Bible scholars I discovered studying for this have concluded that the kingdom of God was the central message of Jesus. The central message. The kingdom of God. He talked about it all the time. It was one of his favorite phrases. He harped on it. He preached on it. He taught on it. Let me give you some examples. Mark 1, 14. After John the Baptist was put in prison, and by the way, he was put in prison for speaking truth to a politician. <laughs> Boy, I caught some flack on Facebook this week <laughs> because I dared to talk about politics a little bit. And somebody just really came at me. And all of these defenders of mine came out of the woodwork. I didn't have to say a word hardly. <laughs> but anyway, that, that's neither here nor there. That's okay. I, I'm, I'm a big boy. I can take it. I fully am ready for that kind of thing. I'm going to tell you why that happened, as a matter of fact, today. But listen to Jesus. It says, Jesus came to Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. The gospel Jesus preached is called the gospel of the kingdom of God. Here's what he said. The time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand, meaning near, right around the corner, beginning to manifest. Repent and believe the gospel. In Mark 10, chapter 15, it says, Assuredly, I say to you, this is Jesus talking, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it, it being the kingdom of God. Luke records the burden that Jesus carried concerning the kingdom of God. Watch this. He, Jesus, said to them, I must preach the kingdom of God to the other cities also, for I was sent for this purpose. My purpose for coming ultimately was to die on the cross for mankind. But my preaching purpose, my teaching purpose, my communicative purpose was to clarify and explain and declare and expound on the kingdom of God. Jesus not only preached the kingdom of God, but we're told he himself was and is the full manifestation and representation of the kingdom of God. 
Luke 17, now when he was asked by the Pharisees, they heard him talking so much about the kingdom of God, they finally said to him, okay, when is the kingdom of God going to come? And he answered and said to them, the kingdom of God doesn't come with observation. You can't see it. Nor will they say, see here or see there. Look over there. Look over there. There it is. There's the kingdom of God because it's an invisible kingdom. You cannot see it. It is not observed with a natural eye. For Jesus said, the kingdom of God is in your midst. Now, some of your translations say within you. That's not the best translation. Trust me. The best one is in your midst. The kingdom of God is in your midst. And he was talking about himself. He's standing there amongst these Pharisees and Sadducees. Tell us when the kingdom of God is coming. And he essentially said to them, the kingdom of God is looking at you. The kingdom of God is looking right at you. I am the manifestation and the representation of the kingdom of God. Powerful stuff. And Jesus was not the only one in the New Testament by any stretch to talk about the kingdom of God. Paul the Apostle talked about the kingdom of God all the way to the end of his life. We're told in the book of Acts. Paul, when he was a prisoner in Rome, it says he preached the kingdom of God and taught the things which concern the Lord Jesus Christ with all confidence, no one forbidding him until the day they martyred him. Paul was teaching the kingdom of God. Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God. Eighty-five times in the New Testament, the phrase the kingdom of God is mentioned. Well, since we're supposed to seek it, we need to understand what it is. In Romans, Paul told us what the kingdom of God looks like, how it manifests And this is one of the ways you can know that it's there. He said the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but it's righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. So we see the wind blow. We don't see the wind, but we see it blow a tree. We see that tree bend and bow under the force of the wind. And we know the wind is blowing. How do you know the kingdom of God is in a person or in a place or in a church or in a nation or a city? How do you know it's manifesting? Because it always manifests with righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen. So that's how you can know that the kingdom of God is there, is manifesting. And those three, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, are in that order because they must come in that order. Righteousness precedes peace. It says when we get right with God, we experience the peace of God. When we call out on Jesus Christ, then he declares us righteous through the blood that he shed for us. And when he declares us righteous, then we have peace. When we make peace with God, we experience the peace of God. So righteousness precedes peace. And guess what? Peace precedes joy. Because you will never have the joy of the Lord until you have peace with God. So it's righteousness, it's peace, and then it's joy. Righteousness precedes peace, peace precedes joy, but all three together are the manifestation of the kingdom of God. And I'm glad to tell you, this is what people are looking for. At the bottom of every bottle, at the end of every joint, People that snort something, shoot something, smoke something, drink something, what are they looking for? I contend that they're looking for God and they don't know it. They're looking for righteousness and they're looking for peace and they're looking for joy. And I'm glad to announce to you today, it's free. You can get it from Jesus Christ and it's righteousness, peace, 
and joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen. I'm getting this CD. I like this. Now listen to Matthew's summary of Jesus' ministry and message. Here's his summation. If you were there and had seen Jesus, he said, let me summarize it for you. And Jesus was going about in all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom. Same phrase, kingdom of God, gospel of the kingdom. And he healed every kind of disease and every kind of sickness among the people. The message preceded the miracles. But the message was this. The kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is in your midst. The kingdom of God has invaded planet earth. You are in a historic time. Jesus said to his people, those following him, because the kingdom of God has arrived. So the kingdom of God is with the heart of Jesus' message. The declaration of the kingdom of God was his purpose on earth. And he himself was the perfect manifestation and representation of the kingdom of God. So if we're supposed to seek it, I mean, he says, seek first, daily, all the time, as a way of life, the kingdom of God. When he tells me to seek something, to chase after something, to make it my number one priority, then I want to know what it is. I know what it looks like when it manifests, but it's a condition. It's not the place called heaven where we're all going to go one day and we're going to walk those streets of gold and we're going to live in an actual geographical location, a place called heaven. But no, the kingdom of God that Jesus is talking about here, the righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, that's a condition. The condition is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. But what brought the kingdom of God onto that person? Let me make it simple, and let me have you think with me for a minute. Every kingdom has a king that rules a kingdom. If somebody calls himself a king and they have no kingdom, they're no king. You've got to have a kingdom if you're a king. I know some people think they're kings, but I look behind them and there's no kingdom. But every kingdom has a king or it is not a kingdom. Now, here's the deal. The kingdom of God has a king. And his name is Jesus Christ. And the kingdom of God exists wherever the king of the kingdom of God rules and reigns. Wherever Jesus reigns and his will is done, that's where the kingdom of God manifests. You want righteousness? You want peace? You want joy in the Holy Ghost? Then submit yourself to the king of the kingdom. Because when you come in under the king of the kingdom, you will experience the fruit of the kingdom of God. Righteousness, peace, and joy unspeakable and full of glory in the Holy Ghost. So wherever the Lord Jesus Christ reigns, there you have the kingdom of God. You see, every Christian in this room, you used to be a citizen of another kingdom. There's only two kingdoms in the spiritual arena, which is really the only arena that matters. Because in this world, in what we can see, hear, taste, touch, and smell, that is all affected by the world you cannot see. There are two kingdoms. The Bible talks about the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light, the kingdom of the devil and the kingdom of God's dear son. And you are in one or the other. There is no other kingdom. There's no kingdom of self. 
There's no kingdom of your own will. You can't opt out of both kingdoms and go find your own kingdom. You are either in the kingdom of darkness or the kingdom of God's dear son. The kingdom of darkness has a king. And the king's name is Satan. And he rules over the kingdom of darkness. And people that are in that kingdom, which right now is most of the world, are ruled by that kingdom. Please understand me today. You don't have a choice, like I said, to opt out of both kingdoms and have your own, the kingdom of self. I am my own island. I'm an island unto myself. I'm not in either kingdom. Yes, you are. Jesus looked at the Pharisees and Sadducees who were the religious teachers and scholars and professionals of his day. And he said this to them. He said, you are of your father, the devil. And then he said, and the loss of your father, you will do. You know what he's telling them? You're in the kingdom of darkness. You think you're in the kingdom of light, but you're in the kingdom of darkness. And you must do what your father, the devil, is telling you and moving you and prompting you and driving you to do. The lust of your father you will do. See, whatever kingdom you're in, you're going to be subject to the king of that kingdom. And you're going to do his will. Here's the truth about you. There are some of you, you do things and you don't know why you do them and you wish you didn't do them. You do things that you feel bad about. And and you say, why do I keep doing this? I don't want to do this. You have a question mark about your walk with God. You have a question mark about whether or not you're saved. You have a question mark when it's quiet at night and your head hits the pillow and there's nobody else around and you're alone with your thoughts. The thought sifts through your mind from time to time. Am I really a Christian? Am I really saved? Because the way I'm living doesn't bespeak the fact that I'm saved. I'm not living like a Christian. And that world out there, they do things all the time. They wonder why they're doing what they're doing. And they don't understand they're doing the lusts of their father. Satan is driving them. He's a taskmaster. He's like that guy in the bottom of that boat where you would put the slaves down in the very bottom of that boat with an oar. And that taskmaster was down there with a whip, whipping them across the back as they pulled that oar. And that's the way people live when they're under the power of the kingdom of darkness and not in the kingdom of God's dear son. They're pulling that oar of sin. They're doing this and doing that and doing the other. And their life is being destroyed and they're under bondage. They're in the kingdom of darkness. It's a kingdom. But then there is the kingdom of light. And what we've got to understand about Jesus He didn't come into the world to tiptoe through the religious tulips and say nice things to people and be kind of a cool guy wearing sandals, a first century hippie love child. He was on a rescue mission. Can I say it again? He was on a rescue mission. He came to invade the kingdom of darkness. That's why he said the kingdom of God is at hand. It's here. It is beginning to manifest, and it's manifesting through me because I happen to be the king of the kingdom of light. Let me tell you what happened when you got saved. Let me, let me, I'm going to let the Bible tell you. Colossians 1.13, he rescued you. Can you say with me, I've been rescued? He rescued you. Man, when somebody rescues you, that means you're going down and you can't help yourself or you don't need rescue. 
If you can rescue yourself, then you don't need a rescuer. The message of the Bible is we all needed a rescuer because we couldn't rescue ourselves because we were enslaved to the kingdom of darkness and our daddy was the devil. You say, who's your daddy? Spiritually. That's the number one question. But look what it says. He rescued you from the kingdom of darkness and transferred you into the kingdom of his dear son. So when you got saved, here's the kingdom of darkness over here. Here's the kingdom of light over here. And you were over in this kingdom of darkness and the taskmaster was whipping you and you were sinning as he told you to and your life was being destroyed and you were going down and you were hellbound. And then Jesus came and he came into, he invaded the kingdom of darkness and he transferred us into the kingdom of God's dear son. You transferred kingdoms and you transferred kings. Boy, I'll tell you, that ought to get you stirred up because now you've got a new king. You've got a new kingdom. You've got kingdom rules to live by. You've got kingdom laws and principles to live by. And they are totally opposite from the rules and principles for this kingdom. Jesus rescued us. The kingdom of God exists wherever God's will is done. And the evidence of his kingdom, every time it manifests, is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. I saw people this morning get delivered from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of God's dear son. And I can watch it happen right in front of me. They come down into the altar, and you can tell that there is a change happening inside of them. And if we could see in the spirit world, we would see them being lifted out of the kingdom of darkness and transplanted into the kingdom of light. Well, that's it for today. I hope our message helped you to understand what Jesus meant by the phrase, the kingdom of God. Now stay tuned to our announcer for important information on how you can obtain this powerful new series on first things for your Christian library. This is the kind of topic that never grows old and you'll surely want to return to it for inspiration in the future. Join us next time as we continue with part two of the message, Seeking the Kingdom of God. Until then, may God's rich blessings be yours. Isn't it great when things are a little easier? Like connecting to Life Talk Radio and Pastor Jeff on your mobile devices anywhere, anytime. Then here's great news. Now, Pastor Jeff, Life Talk Radio, and Turning Point Church are just a few clicks away with a new TPC Family app. With the new TPC Family app on your mobile phone or tablet, there are loads of helpful features to keep you connected in an easy and fun way. Watch Pastor Jeff streaming live on Sundays and Wednesdays from Turning Point Church in Fort Worth, Texas. Or watch on-demand videos from recent services you may have missed. Listen to Life Talk radio programs on demand, today's broadcast, or catch up on any of the great teachings from Pastor Jeff on past Life Talk programs. You can even help continue Life Talk Radio's outreach and impact on the nation with the gospel by giving securely online. Now you can even text your gift to Life Talk and the amount you would like to give to 30131. 
and you'll find contact information and directions to Turning Point Church, upcoming events, broadcast station listings for Life Talk Radio, and much, much more. Plus, the new TPC Family app is free and available on Apple or Android devices. To download the new TPC Family app, simply type in the keyword TPC Family as one word with no spaces in the Apple Store or the Google Play Store and get connected. So what are you waiting for? Download the free TPC Family app today and make your life a little easier. Seeking the Kingdom of God is the second message of Pastor Jeff's series. First, keeping the main thing, the main thing. You can own a copy of this six CD set for just $30 plus shipping. Log on to lifetalkradio.us or call us toll free at 877-884-3111. Get your copy of today's message for just $5 or purchase the entire series. First, keeping the main thing, the main thing. For only $30 plus shipping by logging on to lifetalkradio.us or calling us toll free at 877-884-3111 for more information. You've been listening to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire. To find out more about Dr. Wickwire's ministry and Turning Point Church, visit us at lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. That's 877-884-3111. And as a reminder, Life Talk is a listener-supported ministry. We exist to bring God's Word to thousands of people in your area on this great station. So your prayers and financial support go a long way in helping us with this endeavor. Please prayerfully consider helping us. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to meeting with you once again on our next Life Talk broadcast. Music.